The Bethany Buzz, a podcast from the Bethany Group, connecting clients, residents, families, and communities. I'm your host, Abby, and I'm so happy to have you here with us. Welcome back to another episode of The Bethany Buzz. Today's episode is centering around Remembrance Day and recreation therapy. I have with me Amelia Keach to explain and discuss the plans for Rosehaven, as well as just a little bit of information about recreation therapy. So welcome, Amelia. Thank you very much. I'm happy to be here. Really excited to learn from you, and I'm super happy to have you here. So let's start just getting to know you a little bit better. Where did you grow up, Amelia? I grew up in the beautiful area of Pincher Creek, Alberta. I uh, went to school there. I graduated uh, from St. Michael's school and then attended Lethbridge Community College after that. Okay. And what did you take at Lethbridge Community College? I took basketball. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I took recreation therapy and I got my diploma in recreation therapy. I did play basketball for the Kodiaks as well. That was kind of a little incentive for me when I did go there. Good for you. That's very cool. So did you begin, when did you start working for the Bethany Group? I started working for the Bethany Group in July of 1989. I was working in Lethbridge as a therapist at the hospital, and I met this gentleman named Kevin Keach, who we started dating, and yeah, the rest of the story is how I ended up in Camrose. He got hired by the Camrose City Police, and so he found me a position to apply for with the Bethany Group, and it was a therapy assistant position. And I was a successful candidate, so I moved to Camrose and started with the Bethany Group in July of 89. Oh, that's fantastic. So Kevin is, you know, still your husband. How many children do you guys have? We have three daughters, Megan, Letitia, and Kayla. Megan is a police officer in Calgary. Letitia is a nurse at the Green Nuns, and Kayla is a nurse in Lethbridge at the hospital. Wow, three girls and and three public servants. You must have done quite a few things right. Oh, lots of prayers, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've been with the Bethany Group quite a long time. Were you always uh, working out of Rosehaven? Yes, I started at uh, in July in 1994. I was offered a part time position as a recreation therapist. And I took some breaks in there, went four years off um, when my daughters were born. And then I continued a part-time position until January of 2019. And that's when I um, applied for and accepted a position as a recreation therapist too in the Rosehaven program. So I started full-time in January of 2019. Congratulations. Thank you. So if you have a totally free day off, you're not working and you have no plans, what's your favorite way to spend it? Favorite way, I would start my morning with a cup of coffee, uh, say my morning prayers. If it's nice out, I would be outside for a while. Unfortunately, there's always that housework, laundry, things that need to be done. Um, I try to brush those off on Kevin during the week because he's retired. If not, I try to get some of that stuff done and yeah, spend the day Uh, If I can be outside, if I can go for a run or join some friends for coffee, or sometimes just don't do a whole lot of anything because we do have busy weeks at work. And by Saturday, sometimes it's nice to just 
not have a full day that's packed with stuff. Absolutely. That time to do nothing is, is very important. Mm-hmm. So can you tell me uh, a little bit about recreation therapy and, and its goals and its purpose? Yes. Yeah, so in Rosehaven, I'm very fortunate to be part of an interdisciplinary team. Um, so we work together to reduce behaviors of the clients that we have in our program. And so what we do in recreation therapy is we look at their social history, look at their patterns of leisure and things that they've done in the past that they may enjoy. We want to provide a variety of programs and adapt it to meet their needs. And of course, the main goal is to reduce behaviors that um, the sending facility saw in the client's. And so these programs help support their dementia, their psychosis, their schizophrenia, and we want to maximize their health and their well-being, of course, and their quality of life. We look at the triggers, uh, what is triggering those behaviors, and how can we provide programming to decrease those triggers and then therefore decreasing the behaviors as well. Sounds like such important work. That's very interesting. Thank you. What is your favorite activity to do with your residents? That is a tough one. We have a variety of clients. We have very low functioning clients and then we have very high functioning clients. And I can't really say I have a favorite activity. I love spending time on a one-to-one with lower functioning clients when I can sit and hold their hand and, you know, based on their assessment, if they like being having their hand held, if they like being sung to or just read to. I love those quiet one-to-one moments. I also like the bigger programming or the programmings where there's tasks involved, like the crafts, woodworking, prairie schooner, those outings, programs with the higher functioning clients where they're able to do more and we just kind of support them in whatever way we can to make their leisure activities successful. So that's a tough one. Yeah. I, I, I like all aspects of it. That's very powerful. Thank you for sharing. What would you say are the residents' favorite activities? Well, if I want to say, if you went down to West court lane, a lot of them like to get off the unit and whether it's going on an outing, whether they're in the atrium doing programming or in the craft room wood shop. They also love music. Yeah. There's a real variety there. I think overall, everybody's different. Yeah. What would you say has been the hardest part of adapting recreation therapy to COVID-19? Yeah, there's a few. I think one of the biggest things is we had to put a hold on programs that we knew the clients really enjoyed. Our community outings came to a standstill. We had some cooking and baking programs that we had to put on hold. The music and the singing was probably one of the biggest ones as well. We couldn't have any volunteers come in to sing, and that made a big dent in our program as well. The uh, isolating new residents when they came in. So those first two weeks of isolation, we could go in and spend time with them, but we were garbed up. And so it made it difficult to interact with them because of the masks. And especially if you have dementia, it's hard to communicate. They can't see your lips. They can't Mm -hmm. really hear you very well. And of course, many of them don't understand what is going on. So it's hard to explain to them about... COVID or, you know, a flu or 
you know, this is why we're doing what we're doing. It's not because of you. It's for us to protect you. Um, there's been throughout the past year and a half short, we've been short staffed, been short staffed on the unit. Mm -hmm. So that's been quite difficult. What I really appreciate is the flexibility of the department I work with, the staff that I work with. They're they're great. Um, there's been days where I come in and say, you know what, we have to change what we're doing. Maybe they're short-staffed on the unit, so today we're just going to stay on the unit. So everybody pitches in, and I find that within the interdisciplinary team. doesn't matter what department we're working in. We all pitch in for the greater good of the client and to try to meet the needs of the client and make them as comfortable as possible through this whole COVID situation. Oh, I love that. And I love your ability you know, to see the positives in what really is an overwhelmingly negative situation for you and your residents. But I'm happy you're able to you know, work through it, work together. And it seems like you've still done some pretty awesome programming for your residents. So can you tell me about your Remembrance Day plans? Uh, so this morning, we're going to have a Remembrance Day service. Every year we have a service. Pre-COVID, we used to invite Memory Lane and Louise Jensen, and we'd have a large gathering in the auditorium. With COVID, we are more restricted to site-specific. So lately, we've been able to bring our three units together as long as we keep them separate within the auditorium. So we're going to do that this morning. Uh, we start with O Canada and opening prayer. Pastor Brian Crucial will be joining us and he is part of our ceremony. So we really appreciate that. And this year we have a special interview with Father Jacques Valencourt. And that was done with Pastor Brian. We're going to listen to that interview this morning. And then, of course, we always have the 11th hour we mimic that at 11 a.m. with the last post and silence and then an act of remembrance. And then one thing we started a few years ago that the clients really, I think it's very special to them and they feel part of the service is that we invite everyone to place a poppy. We have a cross at the front of the stage with a wreath and we ask clients that are able or who want to to place a poppy at the wreath and a little bit of silence just to remember those many who have sacrificed their life for our freedom. Sounds very powerful as well. So you said, so aside from not being able to um, invite the other sites, uh, is that really the only change to the plans due to COVID? Or would you normally, you know, do anything offsite or anything like that? Uh, years ago, and I'm, I'm talking quite a few years ago, <laughs> we had a, we actually had a World War One vet. And, um, he, we made a point of making sure that he got to the Legion for the Remembrance Day services, and they always called us every year to make sure that he could attend. Aww. And so we were able to do that for the few years that he was with us. And we also had a, a vet that was able to go to the CRE for the events every year. Oh, that's nice. All right. Well, thank you for sharing your plans. I hope everything goes well. And for anyone that's interested in hearing that interview with uh, Father Valancourt, it's going to be on our website um, under our news stories as well. So that'll be posted for everyone to hear. So to wrap up, Amelia, what would you like people to know more about your profession? <laughs> okay. Some people that know me and are listening to this are going to know the answer already. I find sometimes that when I say I'm a recreation therapist, People go, oh, you're the fun people. Oh, you have that fun job. And so 
I, I know it sounds fun and it is, it's, it's a blessing to work with clients and bring that social wellness component to their life. Um, it also means then that we as staff have to be on our game, happy and energetic all day long and adapt programs, constantly monitor behaviors. And we have to be very flexible because if I do go on the unit with a plan A and all of a sudden nobody wants to participate, I need to have a plan B and a plan C. And and it kind of shows with our own life. I mean, I, tonight I might this morning say, yeah, I want to go to a movie. And then by tonight, I'll be like, you know what? I, I don't want to go to a movie. I want to do something else. So we respect that with our clients. We don't expect that they have to do what we say. And that's the nice thing about our program too, is that we can be flexible and adapt. And I know we get told often that clients like us and it's because we don't have to force them to do things mm -hmm. and, or, you know, there is those daily care that they have to have. So sometimes we help with that when we can, but we definitely don't have to force people to be in programming. For sure. People think that it's, a lot of fun and a lot of, and it is, don't get me wrong. I, I love, I love what I do and I love this opportunity, but it is a lot of work too. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's still therapy, you know, there's still a goal and a plan. Um, and I, I completely understand what you're saying about that misconception. So I'm, I'm glad you were able to share that and your passion for your work really s comes through so much. And what is your favorite part of your job? My favorite part is when I'm involved in programming, when I can get away from my paperwork and be on the floor. Sometimes even 10 minutes I have that I need a break, I'll go onto the unit and spend a little time with somebody. When you see that your programming has helped make their day, when you see their faces light up or when you see their agitation decrease, that that's huge. And so oh. I think that's probably one of my favorite parts is when I can make a difference in one of the clients' lives and bring some sunshine and well-being to their day. Oh, that's so special. Thank you for sharing that, Amelia. So to wrap up, as this is our Remembrance Day episode, I'm inviting everyone listening, uh, as well as Amelia and myself, to observe two minutes of silence uh, to reflect on the ultimate sacrifice that was made for our freedom. So we're going to begin that now.
All right. Thank you so much, Amelia, for joining us today. It was so lovely to learn from you and get to chat with you. And I would invite anyone from, you know, the Bethany group to reach out to me at info at bethanygrp.ca if you have any episode recommendations or interview recommendations or things you'd like to hear. And yeah, thanks again, Amelia, for coming and chatting with me. Thank you for this opportunity. You're welcome. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of The Bethany Buzz. Before you go, please give us a like on our Facebook page, The Bethany Group, and give us a follow on our brand new Instagram account, at The Bethany Group underscore. Until next time.